Yo, yo, yo. Hey, G. Can we be transparent on this podcast? <laughs> we can't. Hit me. I, I'm wearing my World of Women NFT shirt. Shout out, World of Women. Shout Love out. you guys. Um, but I was kicking it with one of my like one of my favorite lady friends right now. We're getting we're getting pretty close, but I made a joke to her that kind of set things off. So come on. She's currently not talking to me. So um <laughs> I just I just wanted to 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 apologize, but if if she'll let me, I'll I'll say the full thing on, on a podcast <laughs> on a another podcast. But whenever I see her, um she always head to toe looks fantastic every single time. And I made a joke about it and it would you say it went and went left. So I'll say it later because she might listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I have, I might have to get her approval, but wanted to start off with so you uh, tell me offline. Apology. Yeah, I'll tell you offline. <laughs> I'll tell you offline. But uh, you know what I found? You there's a there's a theme of you apologizing to people on this pod. Yeah, yeah. I I need to um not do that so much. Yeah, the contract year <laughs> apology tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But shout out to you. You always look incredible. And I did not mean to offend you. I literally was joking. I was playing to it. Sometimes when we're we're so struck by their beauty, like yeah. words just don't come out right. So sometimes we got to joke a little bit. Yeah. Like it's just sometimes things just come out of your mouth, and you're like, I should not have said that. It wasn't good. Yep. It wasn't good. So hey, but like I need to be sensitive to that because to me, I was like, I was just shooting the shit. I was just joking. Like I wasn't serious, but immediately yeah. she turned the other way yeah she, Damn. she turned she was not rocking with that and i haven't heard from her so <laughs> was this a how long how long before this happened had you guys been talking um maybe like two weeks two and a half weeks. okay so something was brewing yeah 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 we hung out a couple times um yeah and i was just i was just just being stupid <laughs> we're gonna need an update next pot we're gonna need to yeah yeah now i need to remember I, to ask you once i get her permission or if i get her permission then i'll, I'll get into it it's it, it's in my opinion it's it's not that bad but i can see how i uh yeah yeah kind of rattled the you need to have thing. ndas with you when you go out on dates yeah, yeah. Or, or whatever the reverse so you can use their content <laughs> you can use their stories and content on our show they're probably so mad like if get to know me and then you click on my page and i have a podcast they're probably like, Fuck. <laughs> gonna talk about everything <laughs> yeah man yeah man so i deserve one of these yeah yeah so hopefully that turns around in the next couple weeks yeah next time next time but uh welcome to episode six of the contract here podcast if you are tuned in thank you Let's for go. listening to our first five episode run um we wanted to um give you guys the opportunity to see what the feel of this podcast was like from from the start so wanted to do a few episodes all at once um it would have been out last week but wanted to test and make sure that 
it got to all the platforms accordingly. There's still a couple that we're pending on, but but we're out on all the major ones, right? Yeah, for the most part, we're out on the on majority of the major ones. Um, again, man, super excited to partner with you on this. I think uh, what what we bring to the table and hopefully what we try to educate people on is uh, will be impactful. But um, if you, you checked it. it out, thank you, thank you, yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> it's so it's so cool being live now. Like we've been we've been putting this together recording episodes and, and working on audio video whatever for the last month month and a half yeah. like we're, we're newbies at that but we're out now and now now we're rolling yeah man and i gotta give you your flowers on the content side like putting together some of these videos like you guys are gonna see some dope visuals for the the tiktok the the actual instagram we want to um, do it right we want to do it right um like all all of our energy is into this podcast and so we want it to be uh reciprocated as such visually audioly um if we gotta fix the mics or do whatever we need to do we will so we'll love feedback too um on how we can improve this thing Boom. So, yeah wow. i know you want to everybody yeah. yep thank you i know you want to get started we we gotta we gotta talk about something on the serious side yeah yeah um i just wanted to do uh quick condolences to um everyone who was um wrongfully and uh in in that mass shooting killed lost their lives um down in Texas, uh, I can't remember the name of the actual city, and it sucks because I feel like Uvalde. I might not be pronouncing it right, but Uvalde. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just sucks because I feel like we're just desensitized to the shit. Like last week, it was a um, grocery store in Buffalo. Like, um, but I felt like it, it wouldn't have been responsible if we didn't touch on it um, with the platform that we now have. So. Um, Thoughts and prayers out to all the families, uh, teachers, classmates, classmates, kids, all the loved ones that lost their lives or uh, knew somebody who was injured or, or whatever the case may be. Our thoughts are with you. Um, I mean, we're beating a dead horse, but these gun laws need to change. I don't know what we need to do for that to change, but um, shit's got to change, though. Yeah, S something. Yeah, I mean, it just uh, it it can't keep going on like this. Yeah, I saw a stat. I don't know if it was if it was true or accurate because around these times, people just I, like what you see on the internet. I don't know if it's necessarily all the way true. But yeah, it's like this year it was over two hundred mass shootings in the United States, and then the next country was like eight or something like that. So I saw some clip of of some guy. It might have been on TikTok from from Scotland or somewhere in the UK, and it was like he talked about they had one mass shooting you know, 20, 30 years ago, and within a week, their government had created or changed or, you know, adjusted laws where they haven't had a single one since. And, like, I don't know how how it all works, and, and you know, it, there's way more to that, but it doesn't feel like things are being done or enough yeah. is being done. Um, well, just it just goes to show you politically, like, what the actual, like, agenda is. It's, it's, a, it's a money thing. That's all it's about. So like the NRAs in the politicians back pocket and they're funding whatever so they can get reelected or whatever the case. So, I mean, we all kind of just see through that shit, but yeah. How many more lives, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, just for that kids, man, it's, there's so many kids, there's no good shooting. There's no good, good victim, but the fact 18, 18 or 19 kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that's little kids like don't, that ain't right you know what i'm saying there you remember being a kid like you're not thinking about no anything but like you want to see your friends and not do your homework or or, or whatever the case may be and it's just it's unfortunate i saw like um 
I didn't even know they made these, but um, bulletproof backpacks are like selling really like crazy. Yeah. Wow. So you can just use that as a, a shield. I guess. Like, uh, it's just unfortunate that the um, the solution to it is to teach children how to like duck and cover and get into these uh when, whenever the situation happens in these rooms and whatever it's um, not just a tornado drill anymore where yeah, you're hiding under a, it's desk. a gun drill like yeah a mass shooting drill like getting getting aligned and to stay safe versus just taking ars off the street can you imagine like being explained to that as like a first grader your 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 teachers like the, it, trying to explain why you're doing and there's a mass shoot like right because i mean as a kid like if I'm being taught this, like, I don't want to go to school. No. Like, you know what I'm saying? If there's a chance of this happening, I don't no. want to go to school. Yeah. Man. Like, Re- rest in peace. Thoughts and prayers with, with everyone involved. Thoughts and prayers. Um, yeah. Time to make some change. Yeah. Absolutely. I would recommend going checking out Steve Kerr's clip. Uh, it was one of my my favorite. Him after the, the no, before the Golden State game a couple before days ago. Yeah. Um, Highly he, recommend He went off, too. but he seems like a, a good voice. And a lot of things, but it was a good a good clip. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely wanted to touch on that before we kicked anything off. But um, wanted to transition. We just got back from VCon, like <laughs> information overload, baby. But I'm Dude. so happy we're here. Pod, talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> Let's go. Matt's got the VCon gear on. I got my own gear you on. You got too. your gear on too. What, that's like, to tell the people what you're wearing. Yeah, I'm wearing the World of Women nft project piece um this this is actually a um part of the project that yvonne longoria purchased so it's her own personal nft and she decided um to throw it on a t-shirt at vcon and all of the world of women holders uh, or galaxy holders if you're a part of the ecosystem were able to get a, a complimentary t-shirt and she was around um super cool uh she actually signed this one and so did the creator of the project yam who actually got to meet both of them. So it was like... She was awesome. It was fucking sweet. I didn't actually meet... She blew me away. She blew me away. And her eyes are gorgeous. Like... Like diamond. Like... Incredible. Beautiful diamonds. Not to take away from her brain or anything, but like... But like... It's... It's hard to not They were intimidatingly beautiful. They're just shooting through the screen. (laughs) And when you look at them, um, you can kind of see like... And you look at her art, you can kind of see like maybe her eyes were an inspiration for that. Yeah, it kind of she kind of looks like one of the pieces. Like, yes, yes, it shows you like meeting some of these people in real life. Whether you talked to them for a second or just saw Eva on like I I just saw Eva on stage. Yeah, and and yeah, I was like, it feels realer, and like you want to support them that much more. You understand where all these pieces are coming from. Yeah, and that was that was honestly my biggest takeaway, uh, or one of my biggest takeaways was uh, actually the people behind the project and the people behind the Discord because a lot of us were meeting each other for the first time and we just known each other by our usernames, contract years, or Southpaw because like when we met Mumbot, she was just like, "Oh, that's Southpaw." Yeah, like you know what I'm saying? Like it's just crazy how uh, this this whole world that you think is like not tangible is actually like there's some real motherfuckers yeah. behind it and they cool like like mumba and her 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 man defiant I, I didn't i don't know if they were dating or married or whatever but they're they were together like the coolest people ever yeah like yeah. especially defiant like i i've had some interact or i've heard mumba on some interviews or whatever so like i thought i was you know somewhat prepared i knew a little bit about her i didn't right. know 
anything about the, they were just so nice so nice man. and we, we we walked around that stadium for like an hour and a half <laughs> trying to find them um so a little a little backstory yeah um uh, matt has actually invested into this artist her name is mumbot she's super cool super talented he's told me about her uh, art in the past um but i don't own any of her pieces so we actually went to one of the panels that she was she was invited to do um just talking about like um the start of a project um it, it was mo it was mostly artist based it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like collection based because a lot a lot of them are different um this was the, her panel was with three her and two other two, artists two other talking really, about really how they great got, artists yeah how they got how they got in the space and everything like that and then on her either discord or twitter she was announcing that she was going to be somewhere in in the stadium and so vcon was at this uh at the stadium the u.s bank stadium where the minnesota vikings play um I forget how many people attended, but there were like fifteen thousand people. It, it, I think it was under ten thousand. Under ten thousand. Maximum of you know ten thousand two hundred fifty-five oh, tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I think I heard there were like seventy-five hundred okay. attendees. There were probably a thousand, you know, uh, speakers. Yeah. Staff at this. It was nuts. It was very thorough. So um, on Mumbot's Twitter, she announced that she was giving away like personal art pieces um to to those in person yeah to those in person was she just saying like hey come find me is that how basically okay. um she it's the first time i've seen it i think in the art space she partnered with a a company i think gas i think they're called gas she created her own uh her own signature trading card her own okay. rookie card yeah, yeah and it was just a special thing she was doing that day she was doing it actually um why she was she was broadcasting this which i think is why it was hard hard to find her but um, broadcasting so anyone can buy her her trading cards but she had a handful in person that people could pick up uh pick up at vcon so she gave us each you and zana she gave us a, a little goodie bag that yeah yeah included one of those trading cards and and a sketchbook <laughs> she signed she she did her own personal sketch for us um we'll we'll throw her art up on our uh on our instagram yes. or something too because she i mean she was the the sweetest person in the world and, and it was cool for me because you and xander were familiar with her and i was not and she made me a fan just out of somebody who's not associated yeah. with her at all so like i hopped in the discord immediately um i shot her out on there a couple times and then on twitter too and like she's like she's super dope like that was one of my highlights of of vcon yeah let, i mean let, let's get into it yeah outside outside of mombot what were the some of the other highlights so you had? I so let's let's talk for two minutes. Just give kind of paint a picture of what this looked like for people because it was it was a lot. Like everything was awesome. It was over the top. Um, it was in U U.S. Bank Stadium, like like Ag said, which was really cool. But I think it, it was so big. Like it was massive. They used up so much of the stadium, but to get to different places, to get to different speakers. Like it was a, a big stadium. Also felt like there were all these, you know, empty seats behind, which at the time didn't, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But, but looking back on it, I think Gary posted something at the end was like, you know, we're, we're definitely taking, taking all recommendations and, and whatnot. Like some feedback, do, do we do it in the NBA stadium next year? Do yeah. a smaller place. So some goddamn stairs is all I have to say. Oh my word. Like we, we <laughs> definitely lost weight, lost weight, but they had so so at the beginning of the day they would usually have some main speakers up on they had a huge stage huge keynote out yeah. right on on field level um and then throughout the day kind of after the main ones go they have different 25 minute 
panels with mm-hmm. a couple of different speakers all scattered throughout the stadium. Yeah. They were they were really cool locations and really cool settings. Cool themes for each room. Yeah, they, they did the background of the, the V Friend 2 scenes kind of as the layout of the, the interview process. It was really cool. Um, the only thing that sucked to me about that was if you wanted to go to a certain panel and you happened to be on the other side of the stadium, you would, if you were smart, you would have to leave a little bit early yep. from the panel that you were at to get a good seat at the next one. Like, I wish they were a little bit closer. Um, I agree. And that was like, God. Maybe give you 10 minutes in between panels. Yeah. I, I think that was my, my biggest take. My What I wish the most, I wish that, and it's right, right on that topic, like, there wasn't enough time in each panel for us to like really learn, really learn something from them. Like, like yeah. it was really cool hearing there are a lot of introductions and you got to got to see how many different types of people mm-hmm. are involved in NFTs and Web3. And, Which and, was really inspiring. Yeah, really cool, but never got that kind of second layer of depth. Like we wanted, we went to the the Solana one. You and I both were like, we know nothing about Soul, yeah. so like, let's we'll hopefully learn something here. Right, right. Really cool panel, like like actually one of my favorites. But Mine I too. don't know shit about Soul still. Like, yeah, which it, they they kind of wanted to teach us, but there wasn't enough time. Like, right, right. And then like to that point, once I got home, um, I followed all those guys on Twitter, and they did like a Twitter Spaces, and they were talking about how they were doing the panel and they had an inside joker on there. I don't know if you remember, but he was like, they were like, he was scrolling he through was scrolling through his phone and they were like, what are you doing? Buying soul, blah, blah, blah. Like they were trying to make it a joke. And then at, at the time we were like, what the fuck is going on? And so seemed, they were saying on the on the Twitter spaces, like, that joke did not hit at all. Like, no, it was not. To everyone else, it looked like he just wasn't paying attention. Right. It was just like, he was supposed to be interviewing someone. He was on his phone, but. But then you and I are sitting there like, can we learn about soul? Like, yeah, like, like that. That's just that's just like to your point, like the introductions. A lot of us know who the people are. Like there were some very famous people there, like Spike Lee, uh, Pharrell, um, Miguel, um, Mila Kunis. Like it'd be cool. Like for the pe- some people obviously don't know. We don't know who everybody is. Right. But, right. At the same time, we were more interested in how did you get into the space? What are you doing in this space? And how are you trying to push it forward? And half of the time, it was just an introduction on who that person was. You brought up Spike Lee, which, which kicked off maybe our skepticism. And I say skeptic, we, all, we had a great time. It was information overload. The first day was a struggle, though. I'm not going to lie. It was a struggle. We had some fun the night before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the night before. But... Spike Lee, you brought that up as an example. The, the very first speaker on the main stage, who doesn't know who Spike Lee is? And if if you don't know who he is, like you can Google real quick. Right. What an what an amazing historical person mm-hmm. he is. I think of the thirty minutes he was on stage, they probably talked about his career for twenty five of them. Right. Like, like you you said something to me on day one. It's like, all right, Spike. Like, why you in Web three? Like, yeah. What what. Did you hear like what what made you now take that jump and you have this amazing career? Why are you doing this now? Like why someone right. like you? Right. That's what I want to hear. Exactly. Cause everybody's doing it for different reasons. Like, like I'm not gonna lie, when I first started like collecting NFTs, I was in it for the money grab. Like yeah. and like obviously I'm still would like to make some money off of this, but now I'm more so like 
art focus and like what vcon really did for me was long-term really long-term projections like uh gary v was like breaking down like um this is disney right now just being created and so like disney just didn't start making billions of dollars when mickey mouse first got drawn mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like in all of these different projects like these early we were talking about the og projects like the first mainstream nft ones are are going for super low right now because of just how the ethereum ecosystem is and frankly everything stocks everything, everything's down everything's down except yeah. real estate but um this, this is where wealth is created yeah yeah like, like really like this cemented for me like know who the freaking owners of the project are because you might not make money on these things for like 10 years. And so like, do can you ask yourself, like when you buy an NFT, will they still be around in 10 years? Will this, do I trust this guy or this girl to still push this forward? Mm -hmm. And it was cool to meet the people who actually like started some of these projects. And it's like, yeah, I can subscribe to that. They would be doing this if, they, if it wasn't NFT, if they weren't making any right. money, they'd still be creating this for whatever reason right like, this is what they love right because like uh my, my my biggest highlight and we kind of touched on it was uh soul was uh carl jones the um um he's one of the funniest interviews oh yeah carl like, jones highly highly recommend you guys look up carl jones uh interviews um he started the boondocks uh black dynamite um and i think i think he co-wrote the last og or something like that too but, and correct me if i'm wrong like he he started, I, I didn't know who he was before the session, but he started making a name for himself with like Adult Swim. Yeah, the, like, bo the Boondocks is on Adult he's like Swim. Push, okay, so Boondocks is on Adult mm -hmm. Swim. And I've he, got all the DVDs. He's kind of pushing the envelope in his content. Yeah, oh yeah. It's And, and I showed you a couple clips. Like he's, and Keep going with what you're saying, because this is, this. it was one of my favorites too, or one of my biggest takeaways. Yeah, because like it really showed me like um, the different like layers of Web3 that you can, essentially bypass these these structures that are in place so like carl he was explaining to us what the process is like of getting a show on the air today normally and yeah and it could take two years like you write a script um you pitch the show it either gets greenlit or not and at that point it's like let's do a pilot episode do they like the pilot episode and you're explaining this to a bunch of people who don't necessarily relate to you or or come from the same place that you do or the same creative space that you're, you're coming from. And so they might not get it. So you have to get them to get it. And then you do the pilot episode. Then it's like, are they going to make it a series or is this going to be a movie or is this whatever they dictate how it's going to be? Without any feedback from anyone else watching right. it. Outside of who who's ever in that conference room. Um, which then, is a key key piece to this. Like all these decisions are being made before anybody it, sees it. Anybody sees it. Yeah. And so then they decide if they make a series. And if they make a series, it could take up to two years for the series to be made. And then because they got to make it all first right. before they put it out. And then it premieres. And then it and then that's when you get the feedback. And then if it sucks, then you don't get extended. And then now you go pitch another project. You've wasted two else. years and yeah. you've got you've got a whole series created, but no one likes it. Exactly. What do you do? So he he I mean, he's been in the game for a long time, but um he looked at Web3 and NFTs as a uh, a way to bypass that whole process. So he's um always drawn this character. Um uh, his project's called uh Bubble Goose Ballers. And so he explained what the meaning of it was. He was like when I was like back in the day, I, I lived in the hood and 
I looked up to the drug dealers and all the drug dealers had bubble goose jackets and I thought they were fly. And so uh, he kept drawing this character, which is a goose wearing a bubble goose jacket. And so he pitched the show idea or the concept to Adult Swim or I I think it was Adult Swim. I can't or I think so. Too. It might have been another studio house or something. They were not but having it. They they weren't jiving with it. Um, and so he kind of threw it on the back burner. And so then when uh, one one of the homeboys on the stage uh, connected with him and was telling him about all the possibilities with Web3, he's like, this is the perfect opportunity to make this character come to life and build a community and have people like give me live feedback on how the show should be curated, what the characters should do, how they should act and things like that. How How is that done? Because that that's the money right there. Yeah. But I'm... What you said makes complete sense to me, having lived in this for a year. But like, what does that mean to people who don't understand how how an NFT or a project can be created like this? Yeah, give me your quick little. Uh... So, I mean, the the buzzword about the whole thing was community, right? So, like, um, Carl is essentially pitching to all of us, like, "Hey, be a part of my project. I will give you." I have to get like the thorough exact details of what the creative control right. per user looks like. But you guys are essentially in the writing room with me. Um, when I'm coming up with these scripts, you have some input on what's going on. So we can essentially pitch the show together to whatever studio house. But when you invest in my project, that's essentially investing into the brand, into mm -hmm. the show, into whatever this is going to become. And so I go back to, trust the owner of this i'm i'm a carl jones fan i've known him for years i didn't know he was in the nft space so i already know like he's gonna make right. a fucking dope show so right. i want to be a part of it so like being a part of this community he's um by owning an nft by owning his nft of this character that he wants to develop in a plethora of different ways like all of them are going to have different designs different colors different jackets different personalities um to give you a little piece of his project. And so um, another project like that, Stoner Cats. Right. Yeah, Mila Kunis's project. Um, she's got a web series called Stoner Cats. And so same concept. What this, it does is by you and anyone else buying this, you're essentially funding it up front. Yep. Which is why it's important to know who you're investing. You, you Carl Jones, you, you're you not worried about him not creating something, or at least trying. Right. And you know, this is actually a good point because I think in one of our earlier episodes, we might have been episode one or two, but don't also don't get like, I don't know, starstruck by who is running the project because a lot of these celebrities are in here for a money grab too. So that was the other cool thing about VCon because you saw the team behind them mm -hmm. because they, yes, they have the ideas, but they're not necessarily executing as far as like developing this thing. Mila's the face, but she's got this team of Pixar animators and people she's worked with in film and in animation in the past. Toy right. Story 2 creators. Like, she's the face and, and a big part of it, but the real key is these creators. The team. The you want to know the team because, like, uh, I'll give you an example. Um, Might have been, like, a month or two ago. Antonio Brown's on Instagram talking about uh, his <laughs> NFT project, and he's like, oh, we have mad discords. Like... It, Obviously, doesn't the Discord is going crazy right now, and it's like super Sketch. Antonio Brown fans might be like, "Oh shit, Antonio Brown's got an NFT project." Like, let me let me uh, buy into this. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, How don't don't just zone in on on the celebrity. Like, okay, 
what's Antonio Brown's team doing? Like, because that's the key. Their track record ain't so hot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like, his track record personally is not so hot. So it's just like, look look into these things. Like, if, if uh, I don't know, if Michael Jordan comes out with the NFT project, like, he's, he's going to bank off the strength of his name. But who's behind? Right. Who's going to make this thing go? So that's really what you want to dive into and yeah. not, not get too uh, carried away with, with the uh, the celebrity. But the with Carl Jones and Mila yeah. Kunis, that's just one aspect of this shit. That's like for writers and people in entertainment. Like there's actual artists on there. Um, my, well, think about if you're able to create this it, while with real-time feedback. Yeah. Like you're being funded up front by by a community of people who believe in you and what you're doing and 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 can be patient with your creative vision because you trust Carl Jones from from his track record and even though this idea is insane like let's ride this out with him let's this is me helping him him get there avoiding all the politics of pitching random shit to executives who don't care about Carl Jones they're right. just looking at at how will this make us money when we put it out like so you you could create this episode. Stoner Cats creates it right now, episode by episode, and after each episode, you're able to just in the Discord give feedback to them, like, "Hey, yeah. we love this about this this we character. We didn't really like this. Yeah, yeah. So so they can adjust on the fly. Now each episode they put out is what people want to see. It, right. it is at least closer, a much better guess. Not even a guess. It, it's what people want to see versus guess creating it ahead of time putting it out, hoping mm -hmm. it's good. And then if you have a decent product, you got to go through it again, series two, season two. Right, right, it's, right. Uh, it, it turns so much upside down. I think we're going to we're gonna find those little nuances in, in art and in, in movies and music. Like, Absolutely. Like, it just hit home when Carl Jones was explaining how shitty that, that, that whole process, process yeah. is. And he's like, I'm just picturing him. He's a really cool guy sitting in a boardroom with a bunch of suits like there's a disconnect there right it has to be i wish there was like footage of him like explaining the boondocks for the first time because right. i would love to see that right do you remember his story of the bubble goose ballers like what was going through his head when he was first oh picking? yeah i don't want to butcher the story but you definitely have to look that up he, he starts off with like kanye's running the world and he's going to cut off everybody's feet who's not wearing yeezy and <laughs> something about kim kardashian and ass and asteroids and like like nba players come out of her ass yeah nba like, players come out of her ass and like, then they what like his mind is different man that that dude is crazy but like um community was was my biggest takeaway because like uh you and xander and i were talking about um uh, we were even talking before we got there like what projects would we blindly invest into and things like that and the, the one takeaway for me was cool cats like after um being amongst everyone um and what i thought was cool was uh cool cat they fumbled a little bit um recently they had a game that they wanted to launch and it just didn't work out i don't know all the details of, of what happened mm -hmm. but what i thought was cool was um i think it was yesterday um they had twitter spaces just basically just like acknowledging that they fucked up and what they're doing to fix it and how they adjust the roadmap moving forward. And then as that 
happened the floor price kind of went up oh did it we, i didn't i didn't was uh, before you texted me because i was yeah i was looking a little bit <laughs> because um i didn't participate in that twitter spaces so i don't know what it what the details were about what they fumbled on and what they're trying to do but then it, the floor price started gradually going up so it just shows you like the community if they believe in you and they're behind you is very very powerful mm -hmm. like extremely powerful because Cool Cats is one of the OG projects and like like all the projects right now, um, they're kind of taking a hit just due to the market. But yeah. just to see the exact like we had this um community just, space just explaining what we're going through and what we're doing, what we're gonna do at NFT NYC and all these other places, and then the floor price just creeps, creeps, creeps up. So you know what they didn't have to wait for either? They didn't have to wait for an earnings call or like a yeah. traditional here investors every quarter, here's Ever, here's all of our numbers and so it's like all right we're having problems now we're going to talk about it with mm -hmm. the people who who are invested in this like that that such that close dynamic that, that you can on twitter yeah twitter spaces just instantly and i'm sure they have it recorded i'm sure we can find it yeah. or, or something too like it's super accessible for everyone not just cool kids holders like you can just hop in there like, yeah and figure out what's, what's which going is something on. i would want to listen to if i were thinking about right buying a cool cat which you're not privy to those conversations in corporate America or whatever. If like, I don't know, like uh, Papa John's says something <laughs> racist and then it's like, how, how do we bounce back from this? Right. It's like, oh, we're, we're, we're going to hire Shaq. He's, he's going <laughs> to, he's just going <laughs> to, but it's like, we're never a part of those conversations. Never. So like, it's cool to see that we're, that we are making time. those decisions with, with the creators. Yeah. Um, Another thing I thought that was really interesting was like we were we were amongst like some big time executives like from Pepsi, from Coach, some other companies that we probably didn't even know were there. Mm -hmm. But what I thought was interesting was they're really trying to learn this shit. Like we sat down. I forgot what the name of the panel was, but the uh, um, and I forgot his title. He's a C level at, but was it at Pepsi. music. It was yeah. the music. Was one it was the music one? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I was just thinking about this one. They. I are trying to identify they being Pepsi as a music technology company moving forward. Like, cause they're trying to figure out how can we get involved in web three? We sell soda. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but so they're taking their success from the Super Bowl halftime shows and things like that. And they're trying to carve a lane. They're, they're taking their brand, their brand. Yep. Like yep. a completely different direction. And so that was eye opening to me because it was like, a lot of people are very skeptical about NFTs and crypto, and rightfully so. Like it's it's new. Like, mm -hmm. um, but people were skeptical skeptical about the internet and and some of these other new developments and and new I ideas and, and concepts that have come to life through yeah. history. But what really did it for me that was a stamp for me. Like, oh, Pepsi and Coach, they trying to figure this shit out. Yeah, like, we're 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 doing the right thing. And hearing how that guy <laughs> still he shared how. He's got obstacles to climb in their boardroom. Like, yeah. like the people he's talking that he has to convince high up in Pepsi, like they don't get it or believe in it yet. Or, I mean, maybe he's convincing them, but like yeah. that's a job in its own right, convincing Pepsi. But when you think about it, there's so much talk about money in this space and money in NFTs. But like what Pepsi did with the what was the Billboard Music Awards, mm -hmm. they gave out NFTs for free. Like, like they created it. Uh, an NFT on a on an inexpensive blockchain where live during the show 
the NFT was of the specific award. If you're watching the show, oh, okay. I don't know if there's a barcode or something, but like you could go for free, you know, however it led you to the NFT live on the show and get this, the an NFT of the award at this. Get out of here. I didn't at, know that. Yeah. And they didn't put a lot of marketing into it. It was, it was more of like a test, uh, uh, a test for them, but it, uh, for a brand like that to, been around forever that. yeah a brand like that are the people who can test this stuff out without trying to take our money first right you know what i'm saying like right. they can do these test subjects and whatnot and see what works and how what their fans react yeah they said they said they they minted over three hundred thousand nfts that night really yeah all for free like no one had to pay anything but it's like that Sheesh. many people would divide it by five or ten however yeah. many awards but like hundreds of thousands of of people like that Really cool. Okay. And it was the same panel with the Gala Games exec. Um, she was talking about, you know, music and, and listen to earn. Music I think it was that same man. one. Yeah. That was a cool. That was dope. Like, just some of these, like, uh, the other big word, it, it was community and the utility. And so, like, uh, we we met. Shout out uh, Five Lines. Five Lines. Shout out Five Let's Lines. Let's go. Bro. Round of applause for Five Lines. So um, he, Xander started. has been following this uh, this artist online. His name is Five Lines, and he'll take like uh, popular pop culture figures and he'll draw them with only five lines. And so I don't even know how we met him at the uh, Xander found him. I, how? <laughs> I I don't. We were kind of doing our own thing, and I was just like, oh. Shit. I think it was Twitter or Instagram uh, or okay. something. We had split up at the welcome party. Uh, and, and he found, he found five lines who came, we, you know, we said hi to him and we decided to leave the welcome party, uh, go get some food and whatnot. And he was just like, Hey, cool. If I roll with, and we just spent the rest of the night. Yeah. Just getting to know like uh, yeah. an actual artist, but, um, and definitely shout out to you and check out his art. But I wanted to bring him up because he brought the step in app to us, like actual real life utility. And that's step S T E P N the letter n mm -hmm. um so essentially um you track yourself walking and you're making money while freaking walking we should have we should have got that app that night but we we'd be we'd be rich if we were <laughs> able to download it before vegan yeah, for real and so um the concept of this nft is you buy a shoe nft um i don't know how much it costs because i still haven't gotten the step in app i'm an idiot um <laughs> you have to do it with soul like like i haven't figured it out oh, either you have to do it with soul i think so i just got hooked up all my soul stuff hooked up um i'm gonna need to learn that stuff yeah um if you guys are interested in soul nfts i'm starting to learn it um if anyone wants to come on and teach us yes live or not live so the so where, where you can buy resale nfts uh ethereum base is on a, a platform called OpenSea. so for soul it's magic eden okay um, so they haven't. Oh, I saw that on your links where links be at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Magic Eden, and then um, the MetaMask uh, account for Ethereum for holding your Ethereum and, and purchasing NFTs on OpenSea or minting them directly from artists. The um, sole part of that is this app called Phantom. Okay. So it, it's oh, the like same the shit. MetaMask version of yeah, so the of soul. the Soul digital wallet. Yeah. Or yeah. Something. So I'm gonna have to buy some soul because um, that Bubble Goose Ballers uh, project is soul. Um, uh, Wag Me Beach, they're mm -hmm. the uh, the owners of of the 
of that project and, and another project called Catalina Wales, which is doing really well. Um, wow. Yes. Man. Since since that panel, bro, I've been I've been so crazy. It's but been crazy. I, I I digress. I just wanted to bring up the stepping app because um, I there was a lot of examples of real life utility that yeah. these companies can really just take. Like I bought uh, um, an invisible friends from Kif, and so the how it's it, turned into a nice little investment already for yeah, you. Yeah, and like so we were sitting at the panel and they're talking about I was at um. I don't know if you were at this panel or not, but it was like day. fashion and NFT. Yeah, I, I don't think I was there. So they were talking about fashion and NFTs, and that's when the, the the guy from Coach was there. And he was there basically admitting, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm going to figure it out. Um, where a brand that's been around for 80 years, very prominent in the, the high fashion space, like, we're going to figure this stuff out. And so um, a girl from the audience asked, like, yo, so how how would I, how would I get my brand involved in NFTs? And they basically were like, I don't know. And so That's then, what the coach guy said. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, later that night, Xander was like, yo, they've got, uh, Kith NFTs on OpenSea right now. And so, um, Kith is like this streetwear brand. And so invisible friends is, is a project that it, it basically is a person who's invisible. It, but it's a moving NFT and it's like walking and it's really cool. Yeah. It's walking in space, um, uh, in place, um, wearing whatever. So Kith partnered with invisible friends and they're doing a giveaway. So if you buy the NFT, they're going to send you everything that the, uh, um, NFT is wearing. Really? And so if you go on, if, if you go on StockX or wherever grailed or whatever, and look up Kith and what they go for resale, it's crazy. So I bought it immediately because I'm like, this is gonna be yeah. Kith is a huge. good investment. <laughs> like, so I can get I can get all the clothes that the guy is wearing, and I can flip them if I want to. I can wear them if I want to. I, I like so that's you a real life utility. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a brand like Coach, obviously not as cool as Kith or or doesn't have. I the, could be. It depends what you. Yeah, different brands at this moment. Like that's a way that Coach could could enter and like through collaboration yep. enter into Web three NFTs using their they're cool brand. So like, and I was explaining this to my barber yesterday. So I was like, I was like, Ro, if you if you come up with like a, a row coin or whatever, and you charge four grand or whatever, and then you give real life utility, like, hey, anytime you call me, like, I'll cut your hair or I'll bump anybody out the seat. Like, that's real life did utility, you, you know what I'm saying? Did you ever make it up to the ledger? It was a couple floors up, ledger. Uh, I did not. They had a, a setup with with Scab Shop, uh, which I hadn't heard of them before, but they're a pretty well-known tattoo company. Okay. Or I, I might be getting this wrong, but they've got a ton of at least tattoo artists under their their brand or whatever, but they're they're integrating NFTs into, into tattoos. Again, shit, I'm going to butcher this, but like, to help solve the scheduling issue with some of the most famous oh. or some of the best tattoo artists who who their books are they're usually booked up for years like they can't even take on new, new clients new clients they don't have their own artistic creativity most of the time so like this is a way where if you own this nft you automatically are able to schedule this you have to get the, there is a lot a lot i really wanted to learn about about that but in terms of like how someone whose whose time is is the most important part of their their business, or at least the biggest 
obstacle in scaling their business or, mm. or doing more creative, like a tattoo artist. I, I had never, I never thought of that. Yeah. Like pick the field, man. Like whatever <laughs> field there, you could figure some shit out. Like I know we talked off mic about what we could do for podcasting because I mean, they're doing it for music. They're doing it for writers. They're doing like, right. There's, there's gotta a way. be, there's gotta be something for podcasting. I haven't like, figured that out yet but without doing just like a, a membership card yeah exclusive content and merch and stuff there's more to it there's like, more to it than that i mean to me that's like that's low-hanging fruit like we could do a, a like we're gonna be giving away here. some merch oh yeah we're definitely gonna get some we got a, got some announcements absolutely absolutely but uh i don't want our nft just to be about merch right and just like because i mean honestly that's what everyone does like the which is fine at the lowest at the lowest level i just yeah i want as long as you still want to as long as you still can innovate it could be included right you know what i'm saying i'm cool with including it almost should be included yeah you know yeah yeah but like we talk about so many different things to 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 keep us in one lane to have that tunnel vision like we got to be able to to innovate and try some things um what else what what let's run through some some more exciting times maybe in a little less detail yeah like what uh what's another one of your favorite panels or or takeaways yeah um i honestly like i already admired the dude but shout out gary v man like he his mind is different and just to see it in person just like he's like <laughs> what the subconscious he's, he's next level he's next level with his uh subconscious um uh messaging and just like he's already acting on what he's saying he's gonna do like if if you own some of his nfts right now he's already incorpor- incorporating it in real life deals um certain characters already have deals and he promised to roll out something for each character um did you hear the the right after v the day after what they're doing with pickleball yeah, that pickleball scene. Yeah, like, I was like, hey, yeah. if you're in Austin, Texas, or want to come and you own one of our NFTs with the pickleball scene, come to our tent for free, and we'll we'll hook you up with an experience. Like, there's there's so much he's gonna do with it. Like, and just to like, I've I've always like admired him like from afar, like with his motivational stuff. He's actually helped me like try to get out of my bubble and like do a podcast, go on uh, TikTok, Instagram, go on <laughs> TikTok more than than I ever have. Um, and, and being a little bit more available uh, on social media. Um, but, like, to see it for real and, like, the love that people give that man to, it was just, like, explain was crazy. Yo. Explain the lines. <laughs> like, all the lines, but especially, like, every day to see Gary V. Yeah, so Gary V is a genius, man, and he's going to have support for the rest of his life just because he does he does the things that people won't do. So he set up a, self, a selfie booth every single day even at the at the welcome party um and he he was taking selfies i think the time increment was like five to nine o'clock at night yeah um but these lines to see this man were unreal like so how the layout of vcon was was there there was a main stage and then there was a bunch of seating um for all the attendees to sit and some people sat in the stands or whatever and then there's a bunch of food trucks around and so to the left of the stage um, was like a backdrop where you can take a selfie with Gary Vee. And so the line was so crazy that they had to move it off the floor up into the stands. And so people were sitting in the stands like 
section one seating filling up the section thousands one of people to take a damn selfie like, on day three i would love to have a selfie with gary v but i ain't doing that so no me neither <laughs> and these are in the middle of the day like we're talking about all these awesome panels yeah. there are people camping out inside the stadium at two o'clock to start taking selfies at six and five or six i thought that was like I get it from his perspective, but I thought that was weird from an attendee perspective because it's like, don't you want to like meet the artists and learn yes. about some of these panels and learn about the technology and what different projects people are doing? Like mm -hmm. you're sacrificing all of that for a selfie, and you're gonna meet Gary V for 15 seconds. Like, yeah, I just like don't that's think one of the things that. I think they need to re figure out how to do it a little more efficient yeah. you know yeah. they already announced that they're not going to be doing exclusive merch you know people were lined up for two whole days just trying to get certain hoodies and whatnot takes away from from the conference but yeah dude to to put in that kind of time just standing there and i went over i, I didn't get a picture with him or didn't get to meet him but but I'm you a, did it the way I would do it. Like, oh, it's dying. I might hop in and Yeah. It's so on the last day I went over right right next to where the line was finishing and he was he was taking the selfies. And I just kinda I, I, I just watched him for, you know, 20, 30 minutes. Xander was around and we were talking to some people, but like the thing I noticed about him, each single person who came through, like he had the most intense focus on them yeah like that's dope. sometimes as they were moving around he would turn to his his people and tell them to do something like operationally with the conference that he's throwing on but like he gave you a hundred percent of his attention and like it, it was almost hard to believe that it was all the content we see and mm -hmm. knowing people come up to him all the time like is he really like that or whatnot but like he he definitely was yeah and that yeah. was that was cool. That, that I mean, when you explain that to me, like he's locked in, and then also like um, I'm definitely accusing him of brainwashing <laughs> because he. So he's got a couple uh, characters um, in his NFT project, and he's created songs that you can actually stream on uh, Spotify or whatever you listen to music at, and they're kind of corny songs. I think they're for the kids or whatever. But Definitely for the kids. There is a uh, shout out uh, DJ Ninja. I think that was her name. DJ Ninja. She was fire. She was so dope. She was so dope. Um, and she was like, she had the hits the whole time. And then you said that uh, Gary spoke to one of his boys and was like, I need a uh, rare robot. Rare robot. Rare robot is one of his characters. And he made a song for it. I need rare robot on loop um, between the. Uh, that was one of the, the things panels. I heard him. He, he turned his head. It was like. D Rock, give me Rare Robot on loop. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's already ingrained in my head. Yes. And and exactly. And I'm like, this dude is a genius for that. Like the way he like he But then we were over on at the at the food truck wrapping up and you you look up at this video and he's oh he's yeah talking to someone, just Matthew McConaughey. It. So like um his his favorite number is five five yeah his favorite number is five and it's it's ingrained in his nft project too so there's a, a lot of uh characters or backgrounds that have the number five on it and so he's given this speech and we don't know what he's saying because it's not connected to the audio i think i think uh ninja was uh spinning or something. yeah um but it's a big ass screen in the stadium of him just pounding his chest with number five like for like 10 minutes it was yeah, <laughs> it was more it was it was a long time You're right to the point where like it's is he still doing it is then, that on loop and that's when i was like all right this dude is, is literally a genius he he's he's studying something about like 
memory. programming or or I don't know, but he's like yes, he's on a different wave. He, I mean, he gets a lot of credit, but I think he even deserves some more credit for right. how he moves because it's crazy. Think about all the people that showed up. Like all, there are almost too many people, too many speakers and whatnot. But forgetting that, like everyone showed up to support. Oh yeah, him. like yeah. he has a relationship with these people in one way or another. Like it's crazy. Like and they all respect him. You you see how Snoop talks about him and and like every different type of person and culture. It's like everyone loves him in in a different way or, yeah. or or respects him maybe they don't love him maybe they just respect him and i'm a i'm a big time hip-hop person and he's he's on it before i am sometimes like uh i Rest. watched his uh no jumper interview um and he was talking about Lil Keed, and Lil Keed just passed away um r.i.p and he was like he was like man like adam the no jumper um host was like how did that make you feel? Because I know you was on key before everybody was. And and so he explained his process of finding new artists and stuff like that. Even some of his uh, homies, new artists, were performing at VCon, which was you like Fresco super Trey? dope. Yeah, shout out Fresco Trey. He was impressive. Like, I don't know a thing about him. And then to see him perform was was really dope. Um, and then big time shout out to Miguel, man. That that was a highlight of my, <laughs> my time. That was one of the coolest performances. And he spoke like an hour before he went on stage. And that was cool, getting both of those experiences. I didn't even realize how talented that dude was. He's, oh my gosh. He's different. And then also, side note, fuck people who stand up on the goddamn chairs. <laughs> I was in, waiting in for the, it. In the, in the, um, stand or the, uh, on the, on the floor. Like when you go to a concert and then there's chairs for you to sit down and the motherfuckers be standing up on the chairs, it's either we're all going to stand up on the chair mm -hmm. or we're all going to, Stand on the ground. And it, it's maybe, super disrespect, disrespectful for, to the people behind you. Like, maybe I'll give you it if you have like a small girlfriend and want to put her on your shoulders. That's just part of the experience. But like, if you're a dude over five five, like you dude, don't get to stand on it in the third row or whatever. Sit your ass down. That dude was at least five ten, and I think yeah. I think he was taller than that. He was probably and taller. he had dreads. Like we can't see behind and like. For, so for me to see, I'm pretty tall myself, and you're very tall too. So for us to see, we're gonna have to stand on the chairs and fucking everybody else. Yeah, do. I'm not gonna so do it's that. Just like, God, I wanted to punch that guy <laughs> so bad. That was actually the worst part of the, part of Econ. <laughs> yes, definitely. Because it's like, dog, we don't get to see Miguel every day, and then you standing right in front of everybody's view. Like, yep, jacked up. That, that shit pissed me. Miguel off, was bro. sick. I thought. Ricky Williams and Baron Davis were sick. Yep. That was one of my favorite panels. Yep, very uh, knowledgeable. I really liked Logan Paul and Liam Payne. I missed that one because I was in the World of Women line. You were getting your signatures. Yeah. It, it wasn't even very NFT or Web3 focused. Like they talked about literally the, the title of the panel was getting really famous really fast. And it was it was cool to see Logan Paul. I actually own one of Liam Payne's NFTs. Okay, and realize he's he's deeper in Web three than than people think. But I don't know, just a really blunt conversation on on how they got famous, and you know, Liam Payne was in one direct. He got like mega famous at fourteen years old, and Logan Paul seems really young, but like he was a gradual social media influencer, like coming up through Vine, and then it hit and he took off. But it was like I don't know, it was a really good a really good conversation. Um, I, do you think they have those? Uh, available to what? like holders like if uh they post those panels or do you think that was just like 
I don't know if they're going to do like I'm pissed. I mean, we had to go to the airport, but I'm pissed we missed Snoop. That yeah. The one that yeah. Like, fuck. I don't. I think they might not be posting them so people come to it. It makes sense. It makes sense. Um, but. I'm seeing clips here and there, but yeah. Snoop, and, and maybe this is how we. Because I try to YouTube it and like people were shooting happen. their own angles but you can't really hear shit and it's just like, but you see the clip of them announcing a collab yeah, yeah like yeah. like that's dope it is so these tickets are are collectible so one of the reasons when they when gary and v friends initially released their their series one tokens the main in real life utility is that that token gets you access to vconf gets you into this conference they decided a couple months ago, instead of just having that token get you access, they're actually going to give you a ticket, like an NFT ticket, so it could be used as a collectible. And, and you know, at some point down the line, that's the ticket to the first VCon. Cool, right? The cool thing about the blockchain now, um, and, and at the time, when when this started happening, I didn't know that there was some collab announced. We, we had to go to the airport, so we missed Snoop's session right at the end. But my buddies, our buddy Xander... Um, he 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 texted me on the plane. He was like, "Look at the floor price of the Vcon tickets." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Oh. Like they started shooting up. I'm like, "What is going on?" That was my question for you. Uh, are these tickets reusable for next year, or no. are they doing? They're doing a new, oh, okay, new ones you. next gotcha. year. Okay. So these can be resold or used. Or basically, they announced some collab. I have no idea what it is. They announced this on the last session on the stage, and and so people got started scooping up these tickets on the secondary market because they were pretty cheap and who knows i mean if for a couple hundred bucks yeah it gets you a snoop concert or who knows what those two what are gonna do yeah, yeah, yeah but but that's the speculation so it's a little little bonus and real talk at the time i was kind of pissed because our boy zach um oh, <laughs> he yeah. had lost his ticket oh, yeah lost his phone do you think uh you're gonna be able to get that we got it back oh sweet, sweet. we like it was ended up being much easier than i thought but he was able to access his his iPhotos, and okay. when he set it up, he took a screenshot of his secret phrase, which you're not supposed you're to not, do. You can't do. Um, but this this time, it it helped. So I was able to get back on and mm. and 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 get it from him. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I totally forgot to ask you about that. But but the tickets. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. He was. Oh, Zach. 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 <laughs> yeah. He, he had an interesting weekend. Well, yeah. Tough. <laughs> tough. Tough weekend out of him. <laughs> but uh, any last. Any last word? I feel like there's something I want to say. I'm, I'm, it's not coming to me. Any last takeaways, yeah. improvements? Um, well, real quick, I just want to say thank you. Like my dog, that was awesome, man. You didn't have to send me and Xander over there. Like that was like really gracious. Really Got appreciate it. it. That was like a dope experience. I won't forget it. I hope to go next first year. One. First <laughs> one, baby. It's like that's just my pleasure. That I, was crazy, man. I don't even feel like I did any like like. I don't get to say you're welcome, but I, I'm so pumped you guys went. It was, it was good. It was a good time. Yeah, and I'm I'm really happy like we're talking about it because I tr like for me that cemented everything. Like I truly believe, if you're not trying to learn about NFTs or crypto, like you're really doing yourself a disservice. Like, yeah. If you think that it's not going to affect you, it like, it is. Like yeah. blockchain technology is here. So and I don't know if it's come across in our in what we've been saying, but like. I think I took away that we really are still early. Oh like, yeah, mm -hmm. these big brands, these they're all still trying to figure it out. It's not too late to get involved too. Like if you think you're like way far behind the eight ball, it's it's not even like 
yeah. attainable. That's not true at all. It's not it's not like the weed business where everybody was like, oh, we should uh, buy some land and stuff like these people been doing it and you, you're done. Like it's 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 not on that level at all. No, like it's just beginning at all. So like what we were just saying, Coach, Pepsi, all these companies are trying to figure it out. Like you're not alone. So dude, that flight back was not a good i did not feel good during that oh, for situation <laughs> remember like when we were standing in the airport i got a call oh, actually oh yeah i called i called my, my parent my mom was coming to pick us up from the airport uh and oh, yeah. we were getting ready to board and she goes on the phone hey matt i gotta i gotta tell you something that was scary clover my, my dog clover she's missing like she, she got away last night and we're, we've been searching for about like i could tell in her voice like she felt it was a bad situation right 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 um and so i was trying to like keep it together i didn't want to make her feel bad my dad feel bad yeah um you had to be going through it on that plane yeah it was it was it was like a helpless feel there's nothing i could do and it's like i I want her to be found i want my parents to feel okay like then i got back and and we're my dad ended up coming and picking us up we're driving to take you guys and then my mom's calling us as we're getting close and and so I didn't even really get to say goodbye to you guys, but she was like, someone spotted her. Yeah, you know, I was like, we have to get out so you can go do a your A couple thing. miles away. We ended up looking for her for a couple hours that night, un, unluckily, unluckily, without without any luck. Um, man, driving home that night. Fortunately, it was like kind of nice, but as soon as it gets dark and it starts to get a little cold, I just started thinking like, oh man, this little girl, this little dog is, yeah. is how do you stay warm? Like, yeah, it's helpless. Like, she's scared. Like, probably and, hasn't eaten shit. And like, yeah, um, it was a helpless feeling. But went back the next morning. My mom put a couple hours. Mom and I put a couple hours into looking for. We got some tips from people. She spotted here. She spotted there. Ultimately, a couple hours into into Monday, someone had called my mom. And said they just saw like about a half hour ago on someone else's like ring doorbell. Mm. There's like a ring community or whatever yeah, where yeah, yeah. they all can communicate Get the word out something of, of what's going on. So they some guy called her saying they saw this 30 minutes ago, like a couple miles from my parents' house, which was crazy in itself. We said we'll go kind of look in that neighborhood, drive around for another hour ultimately in the middle of nowhere in front of someone's house like I spotted her out of the corner of my eye <laughs> and like I was so nervous because we we thought she was going to be spooked by anybody right so like even me which is probably the only person she would come to she's a rescue and she's scared of scared of humans yeah. still had a yeah rough back, back yeah. Story. yeah so it was like I like was inching and shaking clo- like clover like ultimately she like realized it was me and ran over and just started like freaking That's out awesome. That's and it awesome. was like it was a it was a crazy feeling <laughs> i'm like, so happy you found her because like i intentionally did not text you because i didn't <laughs> i didn't know what you were going through so i was like i don't know if he found her he might need a moment it was such a weird experience i'm like, so glad you found her i didn't know which to feel worse about her being lost or the chance that my parents would feel this bad like right, that right. Which it was nobody's fault, not their fault, but like, right. I think it was big of you to like, like reassure them, like, hey, it's not your guys' fault. Cause try, it. yeah, and yeah. Like, no matter what you've said, no, wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah. But oh man, we're good now. Yeah, she's good. back. I'm so happy about that. Cause yeah. uh, hey, round of applause. Yeah, Clover, <laughs> my girl. <laughs> um, yeah. So so, 
actually, I think we, we can transition. Um, one of my favorite, one of my favorite panels or my, one of my favorite speakers that we didn't touch on, but, but will lead us into a couple different directions. Seth Green, mm. he was up there. Oh, yeah. I yeah, had yeah. no idea what to expect. I was like, why is mini me coming out? <laughs> like, I haven't heard of, of Seth Green in a while. And he gave a really good, Gary was interviewing him yeah. on stage. He gave a really good interview. Um, and he's creating really cool idea, creating this, this, it's a TV series. Uh, yeah, a, a I, movie? I think he just has the pilot. I think, I think it's, I don't know. Like the white the horse saloon or something. Yeah. But it's based around his board ape from Board Ape Yacht Club. Like, yeah. like you're using his IP to create the show, and it actually involves other pro other NFT projects. Shout out, sad girls. Yeah, That's all y'all in there. The pilot was sick, <laughs> um, but the craziest part of the story, and and it's still ongoing. Seth Green has has the resources. He was talking about he's got the resources to be to be fighting this or to be you know tracking down what, what i'm about to say with the authorities but like i don't know if they were done filming the pylon or whatever but like a, a few days after he had his board ape stolen from some fishing fishing scam someone hacked him and and was able to steal it um so they're talking about like first off they can't make more without this without this token right because like that's the ip that you're allowed to create off of but also like the story now it assuming they find him or whatever that this main character in this in this in this comedy you know was kidnapped at the beginning and and Honestly. it goes so many different directions with it but but it was just crazy to hear hear him talk about scams out there and and what he's doing to to find it like because it's happening to everybody but here's now a, a huge platform and a huge stage and it, and it happened to him i'm looking for because I think I saw he tweeted about it. Um, yeah, like people are talking about it. But I think he, I think he knows who stole it because he was making a joke. Online. He like said the name of the the wallet that that took it. Yeah, because when he said it, I thought he was making a joke, and then I saw a tweet, and he actually tweeted at the guy. Oh, so really? I think he knows. I gotta. Oh. I gotta find it. But um, well, that's a good start. It's not some random address. That's been passed Here around. It is. Looking forward to precedent setting debates on IP ownership and exploitation. Having spent 18 years studying copyright and the industry laws, I, I'd rather meet Darkwing 84 to make a deal versus in court. <laughs> so I think wow. he knows who stole it. Darkwing 84? Yeah. Yeah. Darkwing 84. I think it's time you come out. <laughs> he said, We can prove the promise of the ape community if we can just make a deal. Wow. Yeah. So he definitely knows who took it. He just outed. Dark, what is it, Dark? Darkwing 84. Well, he deserves to be outed. Because he, he said the name on stage, and I thought he just made it up. Right. They were, they were talking, like, uh, Gary and him were talking candidly about um, people being dicks on the internet, like, all the bad comments. Yeah. And, and I thought they were just listing off, like, a random username that you would think would be just came to his mind yeah yeah but that's a real guy that's dark the guy. wing yeah. 84 let me let me double check i think it's dark wing. we're not playing someone else on blast yeah dark wing dark wing 84 see this is the type of person human that deserves to be outed but there are some other humans in the world that maybe don't deserve to be outed without without their uh the, their first stamp of, of oh you see i see I'm, what you did see there. Going? that deserves a round of applause <laughs> <laughs> um I was telling you though off mic, um, uh, like I know I know you rock with Kendrick, but 
Have you heard of Isaiah Rashad? I haven't. Okay, so Isaiah Rashad, he's under the same label, TDE, Top, Top Dog Entertainment. Well, well, Kendrick's no longer a part of part of that, but um, really great artist. I don't even want to call him a rapper because he like does more than that. Um, but a couple months ago, a video came out of Isaiah Rashad giving fellatio <laughs> <laughs> to a dude. Yeah, because that's how it's done. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. It just popped up on the internet. It I, wasn't something he put out. Nope, he didn't put it out. I remember seeing it trending, and then like there's some really real asshole people. They would like screen record their Spotify or whatever, and then like delete him from the playlist and shit like that. People were being assholes about it. Um, so he go basically goes quiet for months. Um, and was he? He wasn't out before. He hadn't come out as no. Gay. He had not come out. He had not come out or identified as gay or bisexual or anything. Um, this was essentially like, hey, he does this <laughs> um, for the world to see. Um, and so he goes quiet for a few months, and then he was one of the headliners at Coachella. And so before he starts performing, it's like a video montage and all these audio clips of people Haters. discussing um, uh, Isaiah Richard and, and what he should do and, and how this will affect him. And yeah. it just goes on for like two or three minutes. And then he just starts performing. Doesn't even say a word, just starts performing. And so recently he did a interview with one of my favorite podcasters, Joe Budden. Um, and it's his first public uh That was the first public conversation yeah, about it. Conversation, interview. statement, anything. And so um ultimately I wanted to give him a shout out because I, I thought he handled it with grace. Um, highly recommend you watch the interview because um, it gives you kind of perspective on, on what people go through. That clip you just, I mean, barely much of him talking, but you can tell like he's he's he spent some time yeah. digging deep and, and he's not running from anything. He's he's having a good time. Like, I'm, I don't know, literally don't know anything about him before today, but yeah. I'm rooting for this guy. Yeah. Like. He's someone I want. To, I want to succeed. It honestly made me want to go back uh, to his catalog. His newest album called "The House Is Burning" is really good. Came out last year, um, and I was listening to it earlier. But um, it, like the way he handled that, because like that is nuts, bro. Like, like you, I, like I can't you imagine keep that. You like I. I don't know if he if he's um, come out in his personal life because as fans honestly it's it's none of our business mm -hmm. like yeah one way or the other like i don't know he didn't really say like in the interview like if they knew before or whatever but did you think he was a good artist before the yeah. video yeah, yeah so like and i'm gonna still listen to it I, yeah, if anything so what it, is it that? made me like him more so um but he he was talking about like how he wrecked his car a couple times after the fact because he was really he didn't really care about the blowback so much. It was just the people around him that it was affecting. And so he was talking, he was getting very vulnerable of like, okay, if I wasn't here, would this be of assistance to these mm. people? Cause they're really going through it because of something that came out about me. Yeah. So he, he was getting deep with it, man. But the way he handled it was like, honestly, round of applause, like real talk, like H. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I didn't see it. The cord was over. I think I'm over two, Travis. Over three. It's it's all good. But um, yeah, man. Uh, check out Isaiah Richard if you hadn't checked out his music. He's really good, and 
fuck you to the people who liked it before and then yeah and then found something about his personal life and you don't like him anymore like, do you believe that's in weird to me do you believe in cancel culture or that that type of stuff is out there right now no okay because and this is a perfect example it when this came out all you saw was negative shit like negative shit but his actual music went up this is where i'm, I'm going with it like whether you believe in can i was trying to figure out how to how to phrase this question but like is something like this could be the start of 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 changing the narrative about cancel culture like all right somebody put this out some clown put this out without him wanting to do it yeah and i i think over the last couple of years my guess is something like this people would cancel him for like it right. there are a lot of people out there who just especially in hip-hop hip-hop has got a yeah a background of being extremely homophobic yeah like is this the time where because of i was handled it or because of what whatever xyz like all right we're gonna cancel the person who put that like we're we're actually gonna band around this guy he didn't this wasn't how he wanted it to happen like we feel for it. whatever the narrative you, you put into the side of of isaiah like we're not we're not taking the negative route. We're like, all right, we gotta support you now. Yeah, yeah, no, and I, I don't know. Thought something and, to think about. And I think that's what's actually happening. Like, I think he's getting a lot more support than than hate at, at this point in time. But initially, when it's it great. happened, like publicly, if you just went on Twitter, you just see all the backlash. But his music was going up. And um, on my last podcast, we had mad debates about the baby because he said something on a stage like that was super out of pocket, and then they started taking him off. Uh, festival lineups and then so i, I was telling my yeah. co-host at the time i was like dude he's gonna be back on festival lineups next year and he was like oh no way there's zero chance you can't come back from saying that blah 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 i'm like because he was really about like we can cancel you mm -hmm. i'm like dog you know how many times kanye has gotten canceled and he's like a billionaire like right you gotta keep it it, it doesn't exist so like shout out to isaiah rashad man that was like shout out it was very eye-opening. I'm happy he's still with us because it sounded like he did not want to be for a little bit. But that's um, and he said he's still working through it, so he's going through it in real time. Hey, thoughts and prayers with him too. Yeah, man. all 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 good positive things. Yeah, man. Speaking of positive things, uh, JT fucking <laughs> got the bag recently. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand. I don't like a lot of artists have been selling their catalog, and I don't understand why you would want to do that um but i guess if if they give you a number that yeah you can i think subscribe to then go for, for it for all the opposite reasons why a new artist or even a uh an artist who's been around for a while would start an nft or go a different direction taking hold yeah. of their ownership my guess is the 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 work that comes i mean maybe i think G, my my thoughts are gt is at a point in his career if Justin someone's going to give him, by the way, Sorry. yeah, oh yeah. If someone's going to give him a hundred million dollars, so so he sold his entire the master rights to his music to Blackstone, a a, mm -hmm. a financial management group, a finance company, uh, for a hundred milli. I think he's probably just at the point where taking a hundred million a bulk sum, he can just do more with that. He doesn't have to, whatever. He doesn't have to worry about his music and NSYNC and this and that. Yeah, but it's like, don't you want that? Like because. They're gonna use your music in movies and all this stuff. Like, I I understand like selling part of your masters or a portion of your masters, but to give up the whole thing because 
that's residual income. Like, yeah. Over and over and over again. I know artists are getting paid shit, but if you're on JT's level or Drake's level mm -hmm. or whatever like that, that's actually and that's a substantial why, amount of money. That's like, why Blackstone wanted it. They want that recurring revenue, mm -hmm. that that money that they don't have to work for that's coming in now. I think JT just wanted a, a lump sum yeah. versus Taylor Swift, who she's she's isn't she putting out individual song like Taylor's version. Yeah, she's like like because she doesn't own her masters. Right. And she's re-recording her music. Right. And, and putting out what people, she wants. Yeah. And it's going well. But like maybe JT saw that and was like, I don't necessarily want to have to go through that. Or when I really just give me the money, I'm going to move on. He's a part owner of the Grizz. Like he's done well for himself. Right. I don't I don't think that was I have no idea. I don't my guess is that wasn't like a business. I'm gonna make more money in the long term doing this and they're gonna make less than a hundred. Right. I right. think he probably just gave it gave it up. Mm. But I thought it was interesting because to avoid like now artists don't need to even get into that situation. Right. They can have all that ownership from the start. Yeah. I, I bet if JT had eighty five percent of ownership of his music and he was getting that every time it was streamed on spotify he may be thinking twice about selling all oh, that yeah. that's why like my favorite rapper is nipsey hustle and throughout his whole career like unfortunately his untimely demise he only had technically one album so he was um and it's called victory lap and he was i've been listening to nipsey hustle since 2010 and so like i was listening to the marathon mixtapes and everything like that and he would always say victory lap coming soon like that was the album that's coming up. Yeah, that was that was gonna be his debut album, but he was not gonna put it out until he had his masters. So and he says it in the music over and over and over. Like he was cool with Gary Vee back in the day. He was ahead of like, it. He like uh, he made this uh, campaign called the Proud to Pay campaign. So it was like if uh, you really fuck with me, he, this was like the NFT before the NFT. So he's like, if you really fuck with me, you can get a physical copy of uh, Crenshaw for a hundred bucks. That's genius and um he only had a thousand copies and so uh it sold out immediately and i think jay-z bought like a hundred of them probably worth and so he just made what is that a million or a hundred racks or, or i can't do math right now yeah but he just a lot of money that was like you get the exclusive nipsey hustle uh crenshaw mixtape and i think it came with like you get you get to go to a free show or something. He so he created NFT like essentially that was an NFT before an NFT. Wow, I mean that's how how people are trying to do it now, just in reverse. Right. So I mean, if if you that's go on Spotify stuck. right now and stream Nipsey's music, his family gets a hundred percent of the proceeds because he's owns his masters. I'm just so. gonna just. Turn the volume down, stream it all day. Yeah. Just <laughs> let Spotify. I pay listen to his it family. every time I work out. Like I've like that was so my prime workout music back in the day too. But it, it, he was just super motivating with it. I only bring that up because of JT, but um, he like he was ahead of his time, bro. Like, <laughs> damn. I wish I wish I I knew of him before. It just in these last couple of years, the the concept of of these people that I did. It took certain people dying for me to learn. Unfortunately, that happens to a lot of us, though. It sucks. With a lot of different people. Like Virgil and Nipsey are the two that come to mind. Yeah. Most of you, you've been talking about it on, on Off Top and on this pod. Like, so I think about them a lot. But like 
I, Nipsey is amazing. Yeah. Like, like, how did I not hear him before? If you you can YouTube some of his interviews, and there's a video that he had um, about him investing into a crypto company in Amsterdam, like way back. And the concept of the app was um, it'll show you the top crypto investors and all of their portfolios and what they recently have invested into. So you have visibility into what other people are doing, and then you decide if you want to do that or not. And so that was the premise Smart. of the app and what he was going to push out. But Smart. Obviously. Oh, man. Shit happens. Man. R.I.P. Nipsey. Yeah, man. R.I.P. Nipsey. Let's celebrate him, though. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. Be listening. I'm going to be listening to him a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think uh, Steph Curry listens to Nip a lot. Come on. Getting his, warm, his little warm-up yeah, dribbling yeah. routine. Yeah. Also, one of the <laughs> sickest intros of all. Well, sickest warm-ups. If you ever just watch Steph Curry get ready for a game? All the time. I would, if I lived in San Francisco, I would go to every game early. They're so fucking expensive. Yeah, so I wouldn't go to every game. I would go every game early. They're so expensive. They're, they're, yeah, they're on a different playing field over there. I mean, like, and you're, you're spoiled over there, man. Steph's going to be around a long time. He, a long time. You don't, like, his game is not predicated on athleticism like that, so you always going to be a sniper. Same with Clay. Seriously. Like, and now you add Jordan Poole to the mix. Like, and who's next? Like, I love that they developed him. Like, Jordan Poole was born, Steph and Clay, all born and bred through yes. Golden State. And then to go snag Andrew Wiggins, who who was a former number one overall pick. Right. It didn't really to, reach his potential all the way. Couldn't find a home and and has found a home for yeah. sure. Yeah. And like um and shout out to Pat Bev. I don't know if you've been watching uh ESPN recently, but he's, he's got been, some good clips. He's been hilarious on there. But he made a good point. Um because they were talking about like the Warriors, uh, what's the biggest takeaway from that Western Conference final? And he was like, honestly, shout out the ownership because they kept that man together. Um and then uh, I, I think it was Draymond on his podcast. He put a clip up on Instagram. And um, damn, who's the dude on FX? Um, not skipping Shannon, but Colin Coward. Colin Coward had a clip of uh, talking about the Warriors post Kevin Durant and was like, you should trade Steph. Like, just blow the whole thing up. It's It did its thing. It was a dynasty. Um, you could probably get like two all-star players for him and some pick. Mm -hmm. And so um, just in hindsight, they kept it together. Clay got hurt twice. Steph had some injury issues. Um, so they've been kind of out of it for the last two, two and a half seasons, but drafted well, right back in it, farmed up. And then those guys got healthy and you got a, a full squad that was just bred. Like the only, the only implant they really had was Kevin Durant. Those, yeah, those, those few years. Like. Yeah, it's amazing, and and that shows you. We were talking a couple episodes ago about the Nets and the when they lost that in the buzzer beater to the Celtics earlier in the mm -hmm. first round. It's like they just never played together. I don't know where people are going to be on the court. Like watching the Warriors now still feels like when Durant was on the team, and like it was just the silkiest, smoothest show yeah. on on not on turf on hardwood. It was like. It's a, they all they they play together so well, mm. and ah man, it's Steph's legend has gone up for sure. Oh yeah, and I, I can't remember the stat. Like you said, it's only been like two or three years since Durant got hurt, Clay's gotten hurt. Right. Steph, like 
they've gone through some major things and lost lost major players and it's only been three years I'm, I'm trying as I'm talking I don't get how Harry Mack freestyles I'm trying <laughs> to think about what I want to say as I'm as I'm talking but like when other when other stars have left a team after a championship or gotten hurt or something it's taken like six seven eight years to rebuild right and they might blow it up they yeah. might they might say all right yeah that did its thing we're good like we have to think about the future we have to try to retool but they were like no we're we're rocking with you They're guys back. like we just we just have to get these young guys up to speed we're gonna suck but, but they didn't give up they yeah yeah trusted the process absolutely and i think what Steve Kerr is like six and zero in Western Conference Finals or some shit like that. He's he's got to have. Does he have more than ten rings in his career? He's got to be the most winningest person <laughs> in in NBA history. Yeah, yeah. Like I think more than is. Russell, more than anyone. Like he's crazy. I think Steph's gonna end up like Tim Duncan at the end. Of, like he'll he'll be at the Warriors for life. You'll you won't really notice the fall off, but then you know he'll just start playing you know ten minutes, twenty minutes a game, and then he's just going to become a coach. Yeah, with the Warriors. Oh yeah. Okay. Where do you, where do you put Steph though in in your rankings? Interpret as you please. So yeah, there there's a lot of debate on like okay, the only thing that's missing from his um, trophy room is that Finals MVP, and so if if they win the championship and he gets that Finals MVP, that's four chips, a Finals MVP, two. MVPs, uh, they just announced now the Magic Johnson Western Conference uh, MVP award. MVP award. He got that now, and it's just like the trophy. The trophy case is large, so I feel like I wouldn't put him in the top ten now. Top ten, yeah, all time, any all time, position, any position. I wouldn't do it now, but I I think he will be in there when it's all said and done okay. because he still has. A, a lot more How to play. Um, I think he's like 33 or 34. Um, but his again, his game's not predicated on athleticism. And then also, like, he's definitely going to be top 10 when it's all said and done because he changed the game. There's there's three players who changed the game. Third Magic, uh, Wilt, and Steph. Like, Think about that. Everybody wanted the big guard because of Magic. Everybody wanted the dominant big man. And they they created um, the, I, either the three point shot or the three seconds in the key rule because of Wilt, and then Maybe now both. everybody's shooting threes because of stuff like. And I didn't hear Jordan, Kobe, or LeBron in that little segment. They didn't change no. the game, but they were they were just groundbreaking talents. Right. Like, and I'm definitely putting those guys in the top oh, ten. Yeah. Oh yeah. But but Shaq I, in there too. But changing the game like that's there's no statistic that you'll ever find for that, but. It needs to be talked about, yeah. and it needs to be really factored into this decision. Like guys don't even shoot layups anymore; they go to the rim and kick it to the corner. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's just Ben Simmons. And then it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> no, and then it's I, no like, but you're true. Analytics, it's fuck it's analytics. Analytical, it's better to shoot the three anyway. And like when you think of look who look who the Pistons might hopefully we draft him like Chet Holmgren. Ten years ago, he might not be in the NBA. He might not play a second in the NBA. Right. He could be the first overall pick this year because of his game. Right. He's 7-3. If you can defend and shoot? Like, yeah. Like, oh, my God. He can just shoot the three. Really really quick sidebar, because I was – I actually – No, hit me. asked my dad this uh, uh, earlier. Who would you rather give a long-term contract to, Zion or Kyrie? <sighs> Today? Yeah. 
Can I say neither? <laughs> <laughs> you have to pick one. And and is it all guaranteed money? Um, yes, because that I think that's what's on the table. Supermax is for both the rookie supermax for uh, Zion, and then the supermax for Kyrie. I I don't like Kyrie, but I would give it to him. That's what I said too. My da- and my dad was like Zion. Really? Yeah. And he was like, you don't have to question Zion's want to play. But I'm, I'm that's at- actually the one thing I've started to question in the last year. Yeah. His like, want to play? Yeah. Zion's? Well, for me, I'm looking at it as just as an investment. And he looks like a hippo. And he just broke his foot. And then I'm going to give, like, I have zero confidence that he's going to last the five years like he's only played 85 games it's insane four years like and his game is built on explosiveness right and like Kyrie you're gonna get 26 7 and five mm -hmm. and I think (laughs) and he plays but yeah and that's what you hope he plays I, I think at the end of his career barring any major just Kyrie and Zion are remain healthy and just have normal end of career fall off I think Kyrie has more of a place in the NBA. Obviously, he's not going to be as quick with with his handles, but like he can shoot. He he's a better playmaker than people give him credit for. Yeah. Like kind of we're talking about Steph, he'll find a place. He does have a little in, injury history too. He like, does. That's. I want. Let's want to be clear. I want to give a guaranteed contract long term. Oh, yeah. Either of me them. neither. But I was just saying, if you had to. Like, yeah. Um, but the one thing that keeps me optimistic about zion and as i think about it i'm changing course a little bit but <laughs> Embiid, for the first couple of years like he was he barely played at all like he would have played 60 games in the first couple of years and i think they gave him an incentive based uh max contract yeah i think you're right yeah i didn't realize i didn't remember that either but good for philly that's probably the last good move that they made yeah um they fucked up a lot but Embiid. What I've been thinking about since we've been talking and beat his game isn't built on explosiveness, you know, like he's pretty damn explosive, but like he's just big. That's why it's so big. That's the that's the issue. Big guys. And I think Zion knees like, man, the Pelicans don't even really need him anymore. Like, how about this? Similar question. If you were the Pistons, would you go try to snag Zion? This we'll call it this offseason. I'm going to say no only because of the number of games he's played. And then also, like, I'm super invested in the Cade. This is Cade's team. I feel like if Zion comes, it's going to be like, let's force it to Zion the whole time. And I, I just don't want to see that. Like, fair. Like, I, I don't either. I, although I think he's if, a better leader. He's. Because, like, when Zion last played, Stan Van had him, like, running point guard. Like, he's familiar bringing the ball up and stuff like that. I really don't want to take the ball out of Cade's hand. Yeah, and no. I feel like that's what would happen. Yeah. Crazy, man. Really good DA. Another th- Yeah, another thing was, uh, would you trade Zion for DA straight up? Those if I were the teams? Pelicans? Yeah. If I were the Pelicans, yes. Yeah. If I were the Suns. That might be the best player you could get in a swap because if 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 you lose DA, like you don't want to lose him for nothing, right? So you're gonna probably sign him to the supermax and trade him, do a sign mm-hmm. and trade. But if I were the Suns coming from uh, Pistons 
fan. I say the Suns do it so Zion can flake out. Devin Booker doesn't want to play there anymore. D-Book <laughs> comes and plays with Cade. I like that. We got Cade, D-Book, <laughs> Sadiq, Beef Stew, and who would be our center? I don't know. Chat? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Something. <laughs> yeah. I do like D-A. And I like Booker. I want him to come home to Michigan. Hey, man. We, but we need it one day. I, I do think Steph's already in my top. Already? Yeah. Six. Uh, and for the record, I'm not mad at that. I just think, like, it's really hard for me to – honestly, it's not hard for me to bump somebody out because I'm biased to this era. I did not see Bill Russell play. And also he played against, like, uh, dudes – right. dudes my size. Right. I think <laughs> I'm with you. But and I also I, give but him credit. I also, yeah, I give him credit because, like, I also hate when people compare eras to. Um, I because think you can't you can't take away what they did and stuff. But I think the best ones will convert to the the current game. Like the really good players, Bill Russell would have found a way to play in today's game. The only w time it gets like shaky for me is like when old heads are like uh, Bob Cousy would. Merc Kyrie or something like right. that. Like that, yeah. It, it was not even like, it's not even close. Yeah. Not taking away from anything from no. he did, but get your roses. You you want you did what you you did as good as you could in the time. There's right. nothing wrong. Right. But you go one on one with Kyrie. Stop. No. <laughs> Stop. My my when you get in the top five, that's tough. The like thinking top ten, like Magic, Steph, and Isaiah are my point guards in there. Okay. Um, so I got those three. I got LeBron, Kobe, Jordan. There's six. Shaq. I put Shaq in my top ten. Seven. And who, who are we missing? Wilt. We got Wilt, Kareem. Yeah, Kareem. I don't put Duncan in the top ten. I kind of feel like you have to. You kind of have to if you think he's the top, the best power forward of all time. I kind of think if you have Kobe and Shaq in there, he's got to be in there because he beat them more than anybody else. Is Dirk in the top 10? Top 20. Okay. I'm I'm with you there. I, lo I love Dirk, too. So Dirk's, ten, Dirk's one of my favorite players. Yeah. He's not top 10. Yeah. So we got eight. Including Duncan. I'll, I'll I'll agree with I'll do that. I think you got to put Duncan in there. We miss it. Who are we missing? Um, we're missing some bird. I think he's got to be in there too, but I, I birds, one of those guys, like I still don't, I don't think of him in that way, but I know he's a top yeah. one of the best ever. And we were talking Wilt and Kareem and Wilt, Kareem bird. Yeah. Damn. That's a pretty good list. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure we're forgetting. I'm putting somebody. Steph in the top six. In the top six. I'm putting him over Isaiah to be determined if he's over Magic. Magic may be in my top five. I don't think you can put him over Magic. Not yet. No, I, like, as far as changing the game, he did that on and off the court. Like Magic? Yeah, he made the – him and Bird made the NBA, like, commercial success. Like, Very, very good point. Yeah. like Before they, Jordan. Yeah, like, they set the tone, like – there was great players before them, like Dr. J and stuff like that, but like people really watched when it was. That brought it was Celtics, Lakers. Did they not play in college? Yeah. 
Was it Indiana State or Illinois Indiana, State? Indiana State and Michigan State in the championship. And then it kind of, honestly, it made like a, a race thing too. Like it, it was a super political thing. Like I wonder what that would be, have been like back in those days. Was that the 70s, 80s? Yeah. And, I wonder what that would be like. And like they were both super cool about it. Like they like they understood what it was about, but they weren't like hating on each other or anything. It was always respect and like, but I feel like more than anybody, Magic changed the game more than anybody so i can't i can't being a, a big point guard yeah and being able to pe- like passing and and yeah and, ma- and making the nba more of a a commercial success like you're so right you like now look at him go he went like, crazy. owns owns the dodgers <laughs> owns the lake what a stud and like um i what was i watching i think i was watching charles barkley's new show and he when he had aids he didn't have to say he had AIDS. So he talked to some lady who was dying and forgive me by saying some lady, cause I don't remember her name. Um, and she could have been a prominent figure. I don't know, but, um, she was dying of AIDS and she asked him, um, like, I need you to be the face of this so you can show people like you can still live with this and you can still. And it's exactly thrive. what he did. And that's what he did. Me. I would not have done that personally. So he's like a way bigger man. <laughs> yeah. I, like I do not want to be the face of AIDS. He you you that's maybe the most important thing he ever did. Yeah. When you think of and we didn't live in the time, but I've read a lot and watched a lot of movies about how how horrible it was and it was stigmatized and and it's like know. NFTs. Nobody knew what the hell it was. Right. <laughs> that's right. Great segue. Oh, <laughs> Wow, <laughs> NFTs and AIDs. <laughs> oh, it was scary, man. Nobody knew what it was. You didn't know how you could get it or what. Early. Like, they, they didn't want to play with them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think with that. Yeah, I was about to say on that note. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Till next time. Appreciate it. <laughs>